Hi, this is Reg Harbick, and today I'm here with my colleague and friend, Nicole Fagan, who is really deeply involved in the whole mainframe ecosystem, including SHARE and including women in IT. Well, Nicole, tell us, how did you end up on the mainframe at SHARE and all these other really interesting places you've been involved in? Reg, thank you for having me here today. You know, it really starts in the younger years and your formative years, and that sets your direction for where you might possibly go uh, when you grow up and you become an adult. I was very fortunate that I grew up in the time frame when women in sports was new. Now, initially, I played on all my brother's teams, and I'm sure you can imagine he loved that. He loved having his little sister around all the time. And that's where it really started to occur to me that we can do anything that we want to do. If we work hard, we can compete in just about anything. Mm-hmm. And sports continued to be that space that gave me, you know, a place to compete, to thrive, to grow, to learn different skills around teaming, um, from figure skating. I competed all the way through juniors. Wow. And then with basketball as a high school basketball all-star, totally love playing that game. And I played in university as well. Wow. And then again in university, I continued running um, cross country and track and field. And I became the first first team All-American at St. Lawrence University. So being able to compete and to thrive and to be challenged all the time and not being afraid to put oneself out there, that's where it all started. Hmm. Now St. Lawrence, if any of you have ever uh, heard of this school, it's a liberal arts school. But 10 miles down the road uh, is another school called Clarkson. And that's where I went to do my my graduate work, where Mm. I studied math and physics. So again, back then, pretty much dominated um, by by men. Mm. And I wasn't afraid, you know, Mm. through the sports and all of the engagements there. It was just another another domain for me, another challenge. Now, again, your first degree then, your bachelor's was in? My undergraduate was math, physics, and sociology. Oh, wow. That's an interesting combination. <laughs> and then grad school was applied mathematics. Okay. And so you have a master's in applied mathematics? I do. That's awesome. Uh, now, uh, then at what point did you side, decide to apply those mathematics to computing and especially to mainframe computing? Uh, well, uh, at Clarkson, they have career days, like a lot of campuses have career days. And IBM was a big recruiter at Clarkson. So sure enough, they were on campus and some recent hires um, that had just graduated from Clarkson were there and they came, they met with me and they're like, hey, you wanna come and interview? And my dad had always worked um, at IBM in Burlington. So I knew a lot about IBM. He would come home and tell me stories about what happened there. Um, And so I was really curious and obviously uh, did the interview and things worked out for me. And I spent uh, 13 years at IBM in Poughkeepsie. Cool. I mean, that's that's like the the center of all mainframe on earth. That is a, a really formative place. Uh, yes, that that'll turn a piece of coal into a diamond. That's for sure. And of course, they were starting with a piece of coal in your case to be or a piece of nickel, maybe. Uh, but uh, that said, you you obviously continued with that that very focused and and goal oriented approach throughout your career, and it has brought you forward in a lot of different ways. At what point did Share become part of that? I started attending SHARE actually uh, within six months of joining IBM. Wow. And it was just amazing to see, you know, hundreds of people all talking about technology, talking about the mainframe. And you would get these these stats, right, from the specific customers on what really runs on their mainframe and what business applications are running on their mainframe and what the mainframe means to their business. 
you know, and I'm sure that you're you're well aware of the, the stats even today are astronomical. That mm-hmm. 70% of the Fortune 500 companies are running on the mainframe, 96 mm-hmm. of the 100 top banks, that you have 29 billion ATM transactions are running annually, all the credit card transactions, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just huge. Mm-hmm. And, and again, customers were so willing to share, the, this is the work that's running on the mainframe. This is what it means to our company. And then you could extrapolate that to what it means to the world economy. So mm-hmm. I got was privileged to attend share right straight away. I have attended too many to count. <laughs> <laughs> my first share was in 98. How about you? My, my first share was 99. That's when I, oh, the year okay. that I hired on. Cool. Cool. So now you've, you've obviously stayed very involved in share, but again, it's so typical for your path. You've got the athletics, you've got the mathematics, the sociology, um, and you mentioned women in IT. Now tell me about that, because that's more than just a thread. That's a whole rope that has been throughout your career. And how does that sort of played in with all of that? So I'm a big believer in supporting others, and I truly believe in diversity. Uh, and that when you have differences of opinion and you have different mindsets, you can solve problems in different ways. So here at Broadcom, we work on, again, ensuring we have diverse teams. My teams are eclectic <laughs> and diverse, and, and it allows us to have those, those neat conversations. And so the same uh, mentality at SHARE, we want that community to be very welcoming and very open. And in fact, I think that you know people who have been mainframers like you and I for a long time, we love seeing new mainframers come in. Oh, yeah. We get re-energized and, and we're, we're ready to go. So I have been a, a strong advocate for the women in IT. I do serve as the Broadcom executive sponsor for SHARE. Cool. And that's one of the, the key initiatives where I'm like, what are we going to do this time that's new it's novel it's different it makes everybody feel welcome and it's not just about about women we have a lot of conversations with you know employers who are trying to figure out how can they diversify their workforce what are some tips how did we go about it what what um, what suggestions might we have for them? So the women in IT has been great. And certainly Greg Watko, our general manager, mm-hmm. um, that is at the top of, of his initiatives is women in IT and diversity. It's at the forefront of our minds. He, he is a strong advocate as well. So we cool. have that support system. Now, there, there's sort of an interesting little gap there. You said you were at IBM for 13 years. You mentioned Broadcom now. And I believe, if I recall correctly, Broadcom was the next place you went. And you have certainly not sat still since you got into Broadcom. You have been moving and shaking so many different things. Uh, maybe if you can just give a sense of, of some of the initiatives you've been involved with, in, including, I mean, the just the, the redoubling of Broadcom's involvement in SHARE. Oh, awesome. So... Yeah. <laughs> Broadcom. I, so I moved to CA in 2013 and then we were acquired by Broadcom. Mm-hmm. And I have been very fortunate to have had a number of experiences at Broadcom today. Mm-hmm. I am leading AI ops and automation. So we're helping customers mm-hmm. expedite their digital transformation. No shocker over the last year that that was an absolute business imperative mm-hmm. and accelerate their AI ops journey and double down on automation. So Technology-wise, I'm still in there deep, and we're still helping transform the data centers and loving every minute of it. Awesome. Now, um, you you obviously have a few roles at, at Share uh, in addition to the uh, executive sponsor. Maybe if you could just give a sense of some of the stuff that you've done at Share over the years that's been part of that journey. Certainly. So the women in IT, um, which is now a part of the professional development track, again, that's at the the top of the list of my initiatives. 
we obviously uh, have moved from being uh, a sponsor to being a strategic partner at Share. We truly believe that being there with the users of the mainframe, being a key part of the community, enabling the community, sponsoring the community is mission critical. And to be honest, um, all of our team members thrive on it. We love that engagement. We cherish the time that we have with all of our customers. And those conversations are what propel us into where are we going next? What, what's the next challenge we're gonna help our customers solve? How are we going to partner together? What's it going to look like? And it's just, it's fun, it's engaging, and it's, I think it's you know, mutually beneficial and rewarding. Now, you know, you as, as somebody who has really taken seriously that, that old saying, the best way to predict the future is to make it happen. I'm really interested in your thoughts about the future of the mainframe ecosystem and all the different dimensions that you're working on right now. Because you've got so many different things happening and they're all so consistent with each other. So, so how do you not only see the mainframe future, but see the mainframe future as a result of the things you plan to do with it? So with, with where we're, I see the mainframe is, is continuing to be the, the center point of all of the largest enterprises. Why? Because we've invested in it in over 50 years. A lot of companies literally over 50 years. And if anything, this past year has shown us how amazing the technology is. The way that companies who are relying on the mainframe have been able to change overnight, mm. right? We talked with one of the, um, the large pharmaceutical companies. And when we first went into the pandemic, people went from, oh my gosh, I don't want 30 days of my prescription. I want 90 days, I'm changing all my orders. And they have massive spikes and influx of requests coming into their mm. systems without issue, no issues whatsoever. Mm. Everything went through seamlessly. Whereas a large uh, insurance company in Belgium. And again, when we went through this past year in that expediting of the digital transformation, healthcare papers used to, you could write them out and you could mail them in and you could wait for your refund. All of it went online overnight mm -hmm. by government orders. Mm -hmm. And so they had to respond, they had to make the applications and the SLAs went from being a week down to being 48 hours, wow. all of it done. No flaws, no hiccups, no nothing. And it just shows how much you can do with this technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's that's the other side of the governor of Jer New Jersey complaining about COBOL and all that, and not even saying it right. But that when you take a look, in fact, that is the workhorse, the, the power source that actually makes all this transformation so suddenly happen that you're talking about. Uh, keep going. Absolutely. So, and then so the mainframe, again, awesome workload size, scale, reliability, all the itties that we know about mainframe remain absolutely true. And we know that there's an opportunity to further customize like your experience and my experience as end consumers by leveraging hybrid IT. So the mainframe has never literally been a closed off black box in a corner. Mm -hmm. Although some people might want to refer to it that way. That said, we have worked very diligently to open up the mainframe, meaning the APIs and allow for faster integrations, more rapid changing of the applications, updates, so that we, you and I as consumers are having more customized user experiences, more targeted experiences, more compelling, easier to follow, all of that um, by leveraging the hybrid part of, of IT. And yet we know our transactions are secure, our data is secure and our information is secure because we have the trust and the faith and the knowledge of what happens on the mainframe. 
Cool. Now, uh, another thread of that that we've already talked about a couple of times, and I want to keep weaving back into this, uh, actually a pair of threads. One is the athleticism and the other is the women in IT, because those are both really big things for you. And they're not as typical as they should be on the mainframe. You know, um, the average mainframer for the past five decades has more often than not been a somewhat endomorphic male. Um, such as myself, and you know the 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 mesomorphic approach, you know, have, having that that uh, focus on physical health uh, and and physical ability and athletic ability, and also just that approach of of uh, including the full range of humanity and, and benefiting from all the value that specifically, for example, women in IT can bring. That's got to be something you have a vision for really continuing to to grow on the mainframe. I do. So when I'm looking, right, or we're interviewing and we're hiring, I, there are qualities that I look for. Is it required that somebody be an athlete? No. However, if, I, if we're to be straight about it, and I'm a big person to leverage stats and data, right? Ernest and Young studies will tell you that to be a successful female, to get towards the executive level, and especially into that C-suite, 94% of them have played sports, and the vast majority of them have played at the collegiate level. So there's definitely a tie, Reg, as you're suggesting, between being athletic and active and competitive and being able to be successful um, in the traditionally male-dominated fields, if you will. So I would love to, to see that that continue to grow. Um, and as we see the dynamics growing and we are hiring, right, the new hires and I'm watching, um, you know, one of our largest customers just did a massive hiring. They hired 41 brand new mainframers, wow. 40, just like that. Wow. Within, within, within three weeks, 41 brand new mainframers and they trained them all. And wow. they were diversified. They're in different geographies and um, all that to say, it's possible. And with the diversity, with the drive, with the teaming skills, the, the possibilities are endless. Um, and I'll bring that back to SHARE, mm -hmm. right? So at SHARE, the Z Next Gen program has been super successful. I will <laughs> acknowledge that that came about when I was about two years into the business. And I myself was able to capitalize on, on the relationships and meeting other new mainframers and growing together. And to this day, I still talk with a lot of those folks that I met through that program back then. Cool. Well, this has been really interesting and, and uh, inspirational, really. Uh, is there anything else you'd sort of like to leave us with, you know, either something inspirational or just something that you really want people to be bearing in mind? The teaming and the partnership. I, I can't understate it. It's the heart of what, it's the heart and the essence of how I operate day in and day out. It's certainly um, something that Broadcom looks to instill in everybody. And it's not just a Broadcom thing, it's, it's across the industry. So through that partnership, through the teaming, we have untapped potential still, and we have limitless possibilities in front of, us, front of us as to what the mainframe can do and how we can continue to revolutionize and modern and change the world going forward. Well, that was a great way to finish up. Thank you so much, Nicole. This has been a fascinating discussion. Awesome. Thank you for having me, Reg. My pleasure. So I'll be back with another podcast next month. But in the meantime, check out the other content on Check Channel. You can also subscribe to the weekly newsletters, webinars, ebooks, solutions directory, and more on the subscription page. I'm Reg Harbeck. <laughs>